Our lead story tonight, well, rescue operations have begun to bring back Indians stranded in Sudan. Vishnu has all the details. Vishnu, what exactly is the situation in Sudan? We know diplomats being pulled out and this issue of Indians being trapped there had become a huge issue, of course, for families and politics back home. Yes, politics. But just keeping those politics aside, it is a very real concern because there are approximately 3,000 Indians uh, in Sudan. The key point is not all of them are near Khartoum and it is near Khartoum from where uh, the evacuations are being organized. The Indian Navy has moved in to Port Sudan in a big way right now and uh, they've come in with a, a large offshore patrol vessel. The first group of Indians to be evacuated on an Indian naval platform will be on INS Sumedha, two C-130J Transports of the Indian Air Force have also been kept ready, not in Sudan, but in the area. They'll fly into Khartoum whenever it is required to pull out more Indians or perhaps elsewhere in the country as well. But airspace remains closed for the moment. But this is a major step and it is a big step. And it comes at a time when a few Indians were managing to get out with the help of the French, the help of the Saudi Arabians. But the fact that you've got a large uh, offshore patrol vessel, essentially a warship out there, means that many more would be able to be, would get evacuated in a finite period of time. Fighting continues on the streets of Khartoum. The Indian embassy, remember, is located near the airport. That is an area that's seen a lot of violence. In fact, our embassy officials are working from their homes in reaching out to Indian citizens and getting them to safety. Right, and uh, Vishnu, meanwhile, another story breaking right now, coming in, and this is actually really becoming bizarre because now, again, there's a situation where a passenger is apparently relieved himself on a co-passenger on a flight. Now, it sounds funny, but it's actually horrible for both in terms of the crew, the passenger uh, who's impacted. And again, this passenger is allegedly drunk. What details do you have? No, it is absolutely shocking. And this has been happening all the time. This is what the third incident that's taken place. The previous two incidents had taken place on Air India. This one on an American Airlines flight from New York. Uh, the airline has filed a complaint after a passenger urinated on another passenger. This passenger was apparently inebriated. Uh, the passenger who was uh, who apparently did this has been handed over to the police who are investigating the issue. The airline, the director general of civil aviation believes that the airline has pursued this uh, in a correct manner and that the paperwork is, is accurate and now legally it's going to be pursued. What we've also learned in just the last little while is that the Delhi police is looking at this incident and while the airline has given them a complaint, there is no corroborative information from the passenger uh, upon whom uh, this particular passenger relieved themselves. So that's what we know, but again, a bizarre situation. Right, Vishnu, thanks so much for that update. We're moving across to the other top headlines. The Prime Minister on a visit to Kerala today, beginning with a walkthrough through Kochi. Now, that's unusual because, of course, usually the Prime Minister's roadshow under heavy security. He stays in his SPG vehicle, but the Prime Minister stepping out and actually walking through the streets of Kochi there. A big focus on jobs today in the Prime Minister's rally speech, and he's also meeting eight top church leaders. So with Vande Bharat, the Kochi Water Metro, the big Kerala focus from the centre. Let's just go across to Sneha and Sam for more, Sam. So we saw there the Prime Minister's uh, Kochi, well, roadshow, but it's really about walking. Walking through the streets of Kochi, we can see crowds there. Remember now, Kerala is a state where the BGP has no presence, no MLA. What's currently happening? It's also interesting that he's meeting eight top church leaders. That's right. Uh, so when we speak to local political leaders and church uh, representatives, they say that the BGP believes that this time it may not be able to win that kind of a big number the way it had won in 2024 and 2019. And that's why it's trying to look southwards and in Kerala, following the in the northeastern states where Christians are more in number, 
it's hopeful that we'll be able to make a dent here. And of course, Christians here have a few concerns. One is what they call as persecution in several parts of the country against Christians. Secondly, the issue of uh, cases against what they call as fake conversion. And that, many say, could be taken with a Prime Minister, besides the local issue of the pricing of rubber. But certainly the BJP is trying to use this as an opportunity to open the doors of talks, to open the doors of winning the Christian community's support to some extent. Will it work? So that's something we'll have to wait for. So far the bishops have not come in the open and shared what they had actually told the Prime Minister. But that's the bigger, that's bigger expectation, what the church had told, what the Prime Minister had offered. Will this mean that there will be a shift in stand by the church, at least to some extent? Normally, Christians here are known to support the Congress for several uh, decades here. And last time, the Congress... No, and of course, Sam, that's a point important that the, for the BGP, any improvement here will be a gain, considering uh, they currently have no MLAs. And uh, just uh, the Prime Minister speaking, of course, at Kochi as well. Now, this is Kerala's main commercial city, and his big focus was on jobs for youth. केरला में जो सरकार है उसका फोकस युवाओं को रोजगार और स्वरोजगार पर नहीं है मुझे बताया गया है केरला में ना रोजगार मेलों का आयोजन होता है और ना ही सरकारी भर्तियों पर उतना ध्यान दिया जा रहा है कि बीते वर्षों में केरला के युवाओं को नए अवसर देने के वो प्रयास नहीं हुए जो होने चाहिए थे दो तरह की आइडियोलॉजी के संघर्ष में केरल का बहुत नुकसान हो रहा है यहां एक आइडियोलॉजी है जो अपनी पार्टी को केरला के हित से भी ऊपर समझती है वहीं दूसरी एक और आइडियोलॉजी एक परिवार को हर चीज से ऊपर रखती है so, Sneha, over to you because, of course, we've seen in this two days the Prime Minister's a packed schedule. Uh, today, of course, the roadshow, meeting youth and also uh, meeting with church leaders. But tomorrow, the big focus is on development and infrastructure with the Kochi Water Metro and also the Vande Bharat, Kerala's first. Why is the BGP so keen to expand in the south areas and why is this really their next big focus? Well, Sonia, if you look at the numbers and the kind of challenge that the BJP has been facing down south has been much more when you compare it to any other part of the region, particularly if you also look at the numbers uh, in the Lok Sabha, Wizavi, the states. It's a challenge in Telangana, Tamil Nadu, in Kerala as well. And if you're looking at Kerala particularly, you know, Kerala is not pole-bound. So while there may be other states like Karnataka that are pole-bound and PM and the other BJP leaders are visiting uh, the states very often. Remember, Kerala is not pole-bound and yet you have the optics, the, the scale of the optics that we really saw today. You had Prime Minister walking in Kochi's heartland, which also is Kerala's heartland. Also, a concentration of um, a large part of concentration of central Kerala vote bank for the minorities. And that perhaps also being important in the context of Prime Minister going and meeting church leaders. Again, church largely not speaking about it officially, being very quiet about it. But the optics and the messaging, at least BJP's attempt, is to be able to showcase that South divide and the particularly the, the way in which the minority vote banks is very important across South, including Kerala, 
that BJP is in a position to be able to reach out to them. That's really the message that is being given at least an attempt by BJP in Kerala and beyond in South of India, also in terms of optics. While BJP will be focusing on, say, the Vande Bharat Express, the first for Kerala that Kerala is going to receive, there's already a lot of politics behind it. The left, as well as the Congress, have... Um, have uh, um, there's been a slugfest on this, even the Kochi Water Metro, but all of this is very important for Kerala, you know, uh, um, um, even the, um, and uh, from what we're getting, it's uh, record sales of tickets already for Vande Bharat. So a lot of claims are likely to be staked for uh, what would be seen as uh, the left's uh, step forward versus what the BJP is trying to do in Kerala, reach out to the people, the um, uh, the the uh, at least the presence that BJP yes, tried I, to I establish in that Kerala point today. you're making, of course, that the left and the chief minister already making that point that the BJP trying to take credit for its development work. And of course, remember that Rahul Gandhi, who was disqualified, was an MP from Wayanar. So this, of course, key uh, political state as well. And the, uh, that point you made about the BJP in the south uh, with the current situation, they can only improve. That's why they're looking to make gains from here to offset what could be possible losses perhaps in some other states in 2024. So this is their big area for improvement. So Karnataka is the only southern state where the BJP is currently in government. No wonder the political battle here is really a tightrope fight. JP Nadda, the BGP president, spoke exclusively to NDTV as both he and Amit Shah are spanning the state with roadshows. What's your BJP strategy for JDS and Congress stronghold? You see, strategy is to meet the people. Issue is that we want double Indian government. Issue is development. Issue is fighting against the dynastic group. Issue is empowering the poor. Issue is to see to it that Karnataka takes a big leap. And uh, we all know that in past four and a half years, there has been an economic boom in Karnataka itself because of the support of Prime Minister Modi and good work done by Europe and Bombay. So all these issues have to be taken to the grassroots level now. Number two, that about PFI also, you see, uh, we have tried to see to it that there should be social harmony and no violence, but Congress people have been perpetrating the PFI and uh, organizations like that. So these are the issues which we are going to address to the people and we are going to get the support of the people. Prime Minister is in Kochi. Prime Minister is in Kochi. We see there is a big South push. Yesterday Amit Shah was in Telangana. You see, when Amit Shah ji was the president, he had said that there are areas where we are not, our presence is less. So we have to strategize. And for that, uh, South is an area where Karnataka, we have a government, we are all set to go, do good in Telangana, we will do good in Andhra and Kerala also, So and in Tamil Nadu also. So there is a strategy uh, under which we are working, and Prime Minister, you see, has been always very active, and uh, he has been involved in, in all areas where Bharatiya Janata Party or the government needed their support for the people, like mainstreaming of Northeast. Northeast was always ignored. So, under uh, his dynamic leadership, he undertook some 50 trips, more, more than uh, 50 trips to Northeast. And now, we are having governments there in Northeast. The same way in South also, uh, there were issues, many issues. The 
Pan India Party, especially the Congress Party, could not deliver the desired things which should have been delivered to the South. But Prime Minister Modi has tried to see to it that there should be a good connect and the regional aspirations of the people of South India should be brought to the mainstream and work for the people. So that is what we are trying to do. What's the number that you have on mind for Karnataka? You see, we are doing good and we will form the government on our own. Any number? I said I will form the government on our own. Okay, uh, I am sure that the Karnataka here, the leaders are pretty sure of over 140 is the number they are picking. Certainly, yeah. 140 is the number. But I say that we will be very having a comfortable majority and we will be uh, the party ruling the, here in Karnataka. So the BGP president there and also Rahul Gandhi camping in Karnataka, the Congress pulling out all stops on its campaign, where Rahul Gandhi today said that if the Congress comes to power in the centre in 2024, he will not have GST, the goods and service tax, but just one tax. वो सिर्फ देश के अमीर लोगों की मदद करने के लिए लगाई गई पांच अलग-अलग टैक्स बहुत मतलब कॉम्प्लिकेटेड टैक्स स्ट्रक्चर कि आधे लोगों को तो समझ नहीं आता ये जीएसटी कैसे भरनी है कब भरनी है और जो बड़े बिजनेस होते हैं उनके पास अकाउंटेंट्स होते हैं जो छोटे बिजनेस होते हैं उनके पास अकाउंटेंट नहीं होते हैं तो छोटे बिजनेस बंद हो जाते हैं हमारी सरकार आएगी दिल्ली में तो हम इस जीएसटी को बदलेंगे and uh, Chief Minister of Bihar, Nitish Kumar, leading the bid for opposition unity. Today, he was in two state capitals, Kolkata and currently in Lucknow, meeting Mamta Banerjee and ex-UP Chief Minister Akhilesh Yadav. Can it happen? Well, Mamta Banerjee made her views clear in the press conference, saying that there should be no ego clash between parties. She's ready to give up her ego, also saying the opposition unity journey should begin from Bihar, like the JP movement. Nitish Kumar and Tejashvi Yadav in Kolkata, then in Lucknow, with the challenging task of bringing opposition parties together. The TMC's Mamata Banerjee and the Samajwadi Party's Akhilesh Yadav have had a frosty relationship with the Congress, viewed as a rival. After the meeting with Mamata Banerjee, which lasted for 45 minutes, the Bengal Chief Minister said there was no ego between opposition parties and the target was to defeat the BJP. <laughs> Nitish Kumar is pitching the one-seat, one-candidate formula, which can be tricky in Bengal, where both the Congress and the CPIM are bitterly opposed to the Trinamool Congress and are unlikely to concede space, even if it can help in tackling the BJP juggernaut. Can Nitish Kumar broker truce? Mamata Banerjee is hopeful. पहले एक साथ में एक मैसेज कर देना है कि हम लोग सब एक साथ में हैं हमारा तो हम तो पहले से आप लोगों को कह चुका कि हमारा इसमें कोई ऐतराज नहीं है हम चाहते हैं बीजेपी जीरो बन जाए 
From Kolkata to Lucknow, Nitish Kumar also sat down with another politician opposed to an alliance with the Congress, Samajwadi Party's Akhilesh Yadav. Uttar Pradesh, West Bengal and Bihar together elect 162 MPs. लगातार गलत आर्थिक नीतियों के कारण किसान गरीब मजदूर तकलीफ और परेशानी में है संकट में है महंगाई चरम सीमा पर है बेरोजगारी चरम सीमा पर है और इस भारतीय जनता पार्टी को हटाने में हम आप लोगों के साथ हैं कोई काम नहीं हो रहा है सिर्फ प्रचार प्रसार हो रहा है तो वैसी स्थिति में अधिक से अधिक पार्टियों के साथ बातचीत चल रही है The 2024 elections is crucial for several opposition parties which is why many regional parties even though they are opposed to the Congress are willing to consider a larger coalition including the Congress provided the Congress itself takes a more accommodated stance These parties are also open to discussing the Nitish formula of one seat one opposition candidate With camera person Anirudh Tripathi in Kolkata, Saurabh Gupta, NDTV. Meanwhile, in Uttar Pradesh, the big focus now is on local body elections, and there, the uh, Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath again reiterated that his government had wiped out the mafia in Uttar Pradesh, saying that now there's no curfew, no danga, everything is changa, which means all right in UP. No danga, no curfew. यूपी में यानी नो कर्फ्यू नो दंगा यूपी में सब चंगा नो कर्फ्यू नो दंगा यूपी में चंगा है ना Moving across to what seems to be the maha political mess in Maharashtra, Patriarch Sharad Pawar said there will be no split in his party, but also a cryptic statement on whether the opposition alliance would fight together in 2024, saying there will be no talk on seat distribution yet. This, as ally Sanjay Raut has predicted, that the current Sena BJP government won't last for more than 90 days. and the current chief minister eknath shinde who seems in danger of losing his chair even if it's within the alliance says that ask sharad pawar what's happening nahi vaise to abhi ek se lagna hai agar ye aaye ek se kaam kare shiksha hai aur ichcha se nahi police se sidhagan se hote se chalte ka issue hai karne ye azun kele se आज जो सरकार चल रही है वो ज्यादा दिन तक नहीं चलने वाली बीजेपी नहीं चाहती कि सरकार ज्यादा दिन चले जितने दिन सरकार सत्ता पे रहेगी बीजेपी खत्म हो जाएगी बीजेपी को सबसे ज्यादा नुकसान ये सरकार से हो रहा है सीएम बदलेंगे या सत्ता जाएगी आप क्या कहना चाह रहे हैं सीएम बदलना यानी सरकार बदलना ही होता है जब सीएम बदलते हैं तो समझ लो सरकार बदल जाती है आप जाकर पूछिए आज के मुख्यमंत्री से कितने तनाव में बैठे है थाने में जाकर कोई जाता क्या मंत्रालय में आजकल आप जाकर पूछे देवेंद्र जी को क्या हो रहा है मैं इतना ही कहूंगा आदरणीय शरद पवार साहब ये बड़े अनुभवी नेता है उनका जो वक्तव्य है ये महत्वपूर्ण है और उसको हमेशा जो कहते हैं उसे उसमें गंभीर्य होता है गंभीरता होती है इतना ही मैं कहूंगा जिनको जो सोचना है समझना है वो समझना 
In strong words today, the Supreme Court has said that judges which uh, cannot comment in interviews on matters before them, the Supreme Court saying you cannot give interviews on cases being heard before you. The Supreme Court uh, bench led by the Chief Justice said if a judge gives an interview, he then can't participate in proceedings. This came after Calcutta High Court Judge Ganguly had given an interview to a TV channel. The judge had passed orders asking uh, the probe agencies to question Trinamool's Abhishek Panerjee. Other big focus, well, the good news is that there are no heat wave conditions for most of India till next week. And in Assam, after an intense rise in the heat, temperatures are now down. And now, in fact, there are thunderstorms. Schools have reopened. But, of course, the bigger worry is that why there's such extremes of temperature within a few days. Look at our climate change focus. From a spell of heat and above normal temperatures to this, Tinsukia in Assam is reeling from extreme weather in the span of a few days. Fallen trees have blocked the roads, power supply has snapped, schools have been shut for a day. 24 years old Vikas Prasad and his family of four people used to live in this shanty in Lal Bangla area of Tinsukia town. A daily wager, Vikas has lost all his belongings and his dwelling after a tree fell in the storms two days back. The family escaped miraculously unhurt. All the lifeline roads with Tinsukia town were snapped uh, due to felling of trees and uh, throughout the night operations went on. Current challenge is how to restore the electricity, especially in the town areas. Hailstorm has been uh, commonplace in the district uh, since the last couple of months. Only last week, parts of northeast India had faced extreme rise in temperatures and heat wave-like conditions. And this week, many parts of the region are facing nature's fury once again. Thunderstorms and hailstorms have hit life in Assam, Mizoram, Tripura and Manipur. The worst hit is Upper Assam, the district of Tinsukia, where there has been loss of life, property and livelihood. And experts attribute this to climate change. Climate researchers see this as an impact of climate change. For this north appearance of these thunderstorms were mostly due to lack of western disturbances. But last few days heat, it just created the conditions and uh, there were moisture and we have the Himalayas to the north and to the east and then you have the eastern hills. All put together, it was very uh, normal for thunderstorms, severe thunderstorms to occur at this point of time. Tinsukia is listed among 25 districts in the country as most vulnerable to climate change in this decade in a joint study by IIT Mandi and Guwahati and IS Bengaluru. And it seems that change is here for all to see. With Nakul Rabha in Guwahati and camera person Sanjay Chakravarti in Tinsukia, Ratnadeep Chaudhary for NDTV.